You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to College Football Live, presented by Nationwide. We are in the great state of Utah. Look at that gorgeous landscape, the mountains, the sky, the stadium, known for its skiing here, and of course, the dominant football as we get ready for a big game tomorrow between number eight, Oregon, and number 13, Utah. Here we are at President's Circle. Some great fans hanging out with us today, getting ready for that big game, which is essentially, guys, an elimination game if you care about the college football playoff at all. And I know these Utah fans certainly do. Desmond <laughs> Howard, Stanford Steve, I'm Jen Latta. Pete Thamel, the authority, is going to join us in just a few moments from home. We begin today hearing from a guy that these fans love, would love to see out there on the field, but certainly love having a part of their Utah program, and that is Cam Rising, who joined the Pat McAfee Show earlier today. I don't know if it's been announced or anything yet. Obviously, you're not playing this year, so it's potentially a redshirt year then. Does that mean you're going to come back and lead the Utes to their first Big 12 championship next year? <laughs> uh, everything is on the table right now, but I'm, I'm more so focused on this okay. season, making sure we win. Great answer. Okay, smart. That's smart. That's smart. That's smart. That's smart. That's smart. On the table. Never know. It's on the table. <laughs> you don't know what the future is. Heck of a crowd there for that Pat McAfee show. Let's go out to Pete Thamel. What is the latest on Cam Rising? We know that he'll be out for the season. What does that mean for the Utes going forward? Well, on the field, Jen, for the Utes going forward, it's the Bryson Barnes show. He's the former walk-on who started that opener against Florida, lost the job for a bit. He's back. We'll see a heaping helping of star safety Sione Vaki, who's played some Wildcat quarterback for the Utes and has been a revelation at receiver. He scored that first touchdown against USC on Saturday. And for Cam Rising, as you just saw him tell the Pat McAfee show, all options are going to be on the table. Uh, I think... In the quarterback transfer market, Cam Rising is someone who was like Sam Hartman last year. He will be coveted. He's a veteran. He's won a ton of college football games, including back-to-back -back league titles. Cam Rising will have plenty of options. Pete, we appreciate the insight. Steve, I'll go to you now. What will be the key to this game? He was just talking about Vaki. What a weapon that young man has been for this squad. No doubt. And I think you've seen the identity change once they – I think Utah in the locker yeah. room knew that Cam was going to be out more yeah, than exactly. anybody else outside. Yeah. A little what, bit earlier but, in the year, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, just – hey, that's for them. Yeah. But when you've watched Utah the last couple games, 564 yards rushing yeah. the last two games. Oh, yeah. The problem is – you're not going to be able to do it. It's not going to be that easy against Oregon's run defense. Oregon's run defense has been excellent all year. But when I look at Oregon, yep. they've played teams that haven't been great at running the ball either. You got Stanford, you got Hawaii, <laughs> you got Colorado. Even Washington's not that good at running the football. So that's what it comes down to me is Utah's run game yep. against that Oregon rush defense. I tell you what, you look at um, Oregon's offense and – the one thing I like about the uh, the Ducks offense, guys, I saw him two weeks ago in Seattle yep. against Washington, came up short, but the offense was very explosive, very dynamic. 
They like to run the ball, too. They're number six in the FBS running the ball, 225 yards a game. Bucky Irving averages 7.4 yards per carry. And then the wideouts, Troy Franklin. I talked to the uh, OC, Coach June. He said, Franklin has made a big leap from last season to this season. And this kid is, like, playing phenomenally. So, offensively, they're going to have to figure out ways to stop the Ducks' explosives. You don't want to give up those big plays. I'm a little surprised that Dan Lanning hasn't had the same type of success on the road that he has had at home. Yeah. Marissa tells us he's 0-3 against AP-ranked opponents away from the home stadium, losing okay. by almost 18 points per game in those matchups. Y'all didn't even uh, mention the quarterback, Bryson Barnes, who obviously has been fantastic for this team. Yes, they he love has. him here. Yes, he this is a kid I got to sit down with earlier this week. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove to people who don't think that he should yeah. be the guy, that he can be the guy, that he, in fact, is the guy to handle this offense. Take a listen to an excerpt from our piece for College Game Day tomorrow. Utah has come back and they have defeated Southern Cal in Los Angeles. They get a Heisman Trophy winner quarterback, but we get ourselves a pig farmer at quarterback. We ran a barn of 12,000 pigs and Bryson was always out there helping. When we get new pigs in, working on funneling the pigs out of the truck and also funneling back in when we're trying to get them out the work's got to get done type of mentality. Like, it doesn't smell great, doesn't matter, it's never going to smell great, get the work done. I'll tell you what that does, guys. It gives you some perspective, right? He told me that job that he did for about six years when he was a kid, it stunk, literally <laughs> and figuratively. So anything he does for football, guys, it's gravy. It's so much easier than working at that pig farm all those years ago. Let's go back out to Pete Thamel, who's going to give us some of the top stories from this week, Pete, what should we be paying attention to in week nine? Well, Jen, no Quinn Ewers for Texas this week against BYU. He has a sprained AC joint in his throwing shoulder. This means we're going to see the debut starting of Malik Murphy. He's Texas's top backup quarterback. He has beaten out Arch Manning uh, in the spring and so far through camp. And we're going to see Murphy get the start. Maybe Arch in relief. That's to be determined by Steve Sarkeesian. We know we'll see a relief, uh, a relief quarterback in Kansas's game against Oklahoma on Saturday. Jason Bean will start for the fourth game in a row for the Jayhawks. Jalen Daniels remains doubtful with that back that has bedeviled him since he was about to start the game at Texas, and it acted up. So Jason Bean will make his 25th Sounds career like start Jalen Daniels over six years. We're going to have Travion Henderson as the starter and the bell cow for Ohio State again. He's missed three weeks with an undisclosed injury. Ryan Day said this week he is back. He is going to play and look for the Buckeyes in Madison to ride Travion Henderson. Uh, their, their backfield has gone from depleted to having all their backs back healthy for the game with the Badgers. All right, Pete, and one of the big stories, of course, is what's going on at Michigan with the sign-stealing investigation. What is the latest there? Well, Jen, it was just a week ago that Michigan suspended a low-level analyst named Connor Stallions who made $55,000 a year, and I think even the most ardent Michigan fans had never heard of. One week later... Uh, the, the details of the alleged sign-stealing scheme that Connor Stallions 
was the apparent mastermind of have, have unfolded. Uh, he purchased tickets at 12 of the 13 Big Ten stadiums, uh, allegedly for this ring. The NCAA has received surveillance video of a man in a seat purchased by Stallions videotaping the opposite sideline of games. This scheme has allegedly expanded beyond that. We have the SEC title game in 2020 and 2021, I'm sorry, 2021 and 2022, purchased tickets in at least four different CFP contenders outside of the Big Ten Stallions has gone to games to. I think the most important takeaway from this week in this story, Jen, is the Washington Post story basically said that evidence from Michigan was presented to the NCAA on Tuesday of last week. That's an unprecedented step, and it shows you the caliber of information the NCAA will have in this investigation. Pete, thank you very much. Certainly a lot of people paying attention to that story. I know that College Game Day will have a lengthy and in-depth conversation about Michigan tomorrow morning on College Game Day. Lots more here, though, on College Football Live. Stick with us. Georgia still the top dog in college football, but how will they fare without star Brock Bowers on the field? Can they prove they have a new game plan versus conference rival Florida? Plus, a huge battle at the top of the ACC, and a lot's going to get sorted out tomorrow as Duke takes on Louisville at home. Pete will give us an update on on Riley Leonard and how his health will affect the ranked versus ranked matchup. College after Football this. Live is presented by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to College Football Live, presented by Nationwide. What an ABC College Football triple huddle we have for you tomorrow. It starts with number four, Florida State, taking on Wake Forest at noon Eastern. Then seventh-ranked Texas hosting BYU, and we wrap up the day with Coach Prime in Colorado. Is that who they're booing here, y'all think, or no. just the, jet, the slate in general? BYU. BYU is who they're booing here. They're taking uh, their game to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, squaring off against UCLA. Georgia, Florida, a huge game tomorrow. For more on that one, we go out to Jordan Rogers and Roman Harper with SEC Nation. Thanks, Jen. We are in Jacksonville. It's a little sunnier than it looks right there. I'll tell you what, I could get out on one of those boats. That place is going to be rocking tomorrow, Roman Harper. For the world's largest outdoor adult beverage get-together. Something like that. Something like that. Georgia, Florida, Florida, Georgia. Depends who you're talking to. Give me one thing you're watching for this matchup tomorrow. Um, can Florida keep up with Georgia? And also, how does Georgia react without Brock Bowers? For the mm. first time in two years, where do they look like? Where do they go to when it comes down to crunch time? If this game is close enough, who will the quarterback look to? all the weight on Carson Beck's shoulder and not his number one target. That's going to be a big one. There's another big game, though. Tennessee and Kentucky, two teams 
they got to figure it out, huh? They got to get things going. I'm looking at the red zone because Tennessee, last two games, nine red zone trips, two touchdowns. Ooh. If they score early against Alabama there, maybe once or totally, twice totally in the red zone, game. could be an entirely different game. And Kentucky's got to find a pass game. They got to get something going there. So both teams trying to figure out their season and get it headed in the right direction. I promise you this crowd's going to be a little louder tomorrow. We're going to get it all They're started loud now, right here, 9 a.m. with Marty and McGee, 10 a.m. with us in SEC Nation. It's going to be a big one. <laughs> Buckle up. Jen, take it away. Now, I imagine the weather here in Utah will be just like the weather those guys were experiencing in Jacksonville, Florida tomorrow morning, right? No tats. Big mashup tomorrow. Let's check in with them with our Goodyear road test. Saturday would be a great time for Florida to pressure Georgia's Carson Beck. The Bulldogs QB averages an SEC low 5.4 yards per pass attempt when he is pressured, and the Gators have pressured opposing QBs on 42% of their dropbacks. That's good for ninth best rate in FBS. We go back out to Pete Thamel, who is hanging out with us from home today on College Football Live. Who should we be getting to know since Brock Bowers is not going to be on the field for Georgia? Well, Jen, if Florida pressures Carson Beck, like those statistics indicate they will, I'd look for Oscar Delp, a sophomore tight end, 6'5", 245, to be that safety valve. Uh, Delp is a, another decorated recruit in the long line of Georgia decorated recruits. He's got 13 catches this year for 160 yards. I'd look for he and Lad McConkey, who's worked his way back from an early season back injury. He only has nine catches right now. I'd expect his production to increase dramatically without Bowers to go to in the UGA pass game, Jen. All right, Pete, let's go up to Steve here. How big of a game is this actually for Georgia? It does feel like you think Georgia rolls along, rolls along, and is able to put the pressure on as the season goes on. Is this a big one for them? Absolutely, because when you look at the beginning of the year and on the offseason, everybody was making fun. Georgia doesn't have to play anybody. Right, right. But that's because everybody looked at Georgia as Georgia yeah. and looked at the other teams. Now you look at the other teams, everybody's improved. This yeah. is a huge stretch. You have Florida. You have Ole Miss on the schedule. Uh, you got a road trip to Tennessee coming up. So this is a big test. You see the schedule there. Missouri, I forgot about, was the most improved team in the league. Oh, yeah. And when you look too. at the matchup, Yep. It feels like Carson Beck, this is a time for him to shine. Yeah. Let me show you what he got. He's going back home. He's from Jacksonville. He's going to be juiced up. They're off a bye. Yeah. And when I think, you know, Pete brought up Vlad McConkey. Right. He was the security blanket for Stetson Bennett. Exactly. He hasn't been healthy. Beck hasn't even had him all season. So I look at Georgia being able to score. I also think Florida's going to score yeah. uh, with Graham Mertz being third in the country in completion percentage. So I think this is a high-scoring game tomorrow. I tell you what, you look at Florida, they know this is like their, their championship game. It's their national championship game. They're going to put everything into this game. They know that, listen, we're not quite having the season that we wanted, but when they see those red helmets with the Gs on the side. It's just going to bring something out in the Florida Gators. So I especially expect it to be a, a game where it's going to be a dogfight. And then without the receiver, tight end, Bowers. I mean, he's such a weapon. I mean, he's more than just a, a security blanket for Carson Beck. Like, he's a guy, you give him the ball out there in space, he's going to break tackles and then outrun your opponent's secondary. Yep. So without him, I mean, he's such a game changer. I'm really curious to see. 
Florida's defense. Now, how are they going to approach this? Are they really going to come after Beck now because he doesn't have 19 there? That's what I was going to say. At least Georgia knew they were going to ha not have him going into the bye. Yeah. So they've had over two weeks now to prepare for yeah. life without Bowers for a couple weeks. And you saw on that graphic that we showed a few moments ago, ESPN FPI still gives them a better than 64% chance to win those next four games. Yeah, don't show Kirby Smart that. What do you think the last <laughs> SEC East team to beat Georgia was? Uh, it's been Florida. a long time. Florida. It was Florida. Be Florida. Yeah. 2020, though. Yeah. So really? you got to go back in time okay. to get that last one. They've had a, a huge <laughs> string of success. Be the let's Gators. go back to Steve for our favorite segment of the week. It's Cough It Up time. Yeah, let's pick some winners, all right? We're going to look at USC at Cal. Okay. USC, that situation last week against these Utes that took it to them. I'm really interested <laughs> to see what USC looks like because they got to get in front and they got to yeah. try and tackle Jaden Knott. Yep. That kid is phenomenal. He's a game breaker. Will USC step up and want to tackle? Caleb's going to put up numbers against Cal. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, but what will USC's defense do? Give me Cal plus the points there. That's we just touched on it. Jordan and Roman talked about Kentucky and Tennessee. Both these teams have shown how vulnerable they are the last couple of weeks. Kentucky has not been good. Devin Leary has not reached 130 yards passing in his last three games. Wow. Tennessee shut out in the second half last week after rolling at Alabama in the first half. Yeah. Both these teams want to run the ball. Give me the under 51 and a half there. And then this is going to turn into a weekly segment too. Whoever Stanford's <laughs> playing against, take the other team. They just don't have the guys. Gotcha. I understand what Troy Taylor's doing. He's trying to find out what he has on campus now. Yep. Doing well recruiting. But Washington, Penix Jr., off of that performance against Arizona State, yeah. it's a bad matchup for Stanford's secondary. Lay the wood with Washington going to Palo Alto. Good stuff there, Steve. Some tough news to report today. Northwestern State this week canceled the rest of its college football season after the death of 21-year-old safety Ronnie Caldwell. Caldwell was shot and killed October 12th, and his death is still being investigated. Coach Brad Laird also resigned, saying he could not give his all anymore. He added, quote, any coach will tell you that their players become like family, so the loss of Ronnie was like losing a son. Northwestern State is located in Louisiana, a member of the Southland Conference. Caldwell had been injured this season and was working as a volunteer coach for the defensive backs. Coming up on College Football Live, we've got a big ACC matchup this weekend as Duke takes on Louisville, competing for one of the top spots in the conference. Steve tells us the X factor in that matchup. College Football Live is presented by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. This Heisman Update is brought to you by Nissan, premier partner of the Heisman Trophy. I love coming to Utah. 20 people ready already. You better believe there will be some members of the must there tomorrow. The mighty Utah student section will be well represented. Game day tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. Let's take a look at our Heisman update brought to you by Nissan. Michigan's J.J. McCarthy, the slightest of favorites right now at Caesar Sportsbook to win the Heisman Trophy. North Carolina's Drake May has the eighth shortest odds. That's 30 to 1. 
For more on the Tar Heels as they take on Georgia Tech, we head to the ACC Network team for the huddle. Jen, thanks so much. Drake May and the Tar Heels looking to get back on track here in Atlanta. It's a place they have struggled. They're 2-10 and ten in Atlanta against Georgia Tech, dating back to 1999. We'll see what the Yellow Jackets have in store tomorrow and what the bounce back potentially looks like for North Carolina. Alongside Eric McClain, EJ Manuel, and Kelsey Riggs, great to be with you. And EJ, this team has a lot they need to clean up from last week, but defensively, what can they do? Well, defensively, they have to stop the run. And Georgia Tech going to try to establish that line of scrimmage. But last week against UVA, gave up 228 yards on the ground. That's not characteristic of this UNC defense. They only really average about 130 yards for the opposing team. So I'm counting on that front seven and mainly the DBs. Those secondary guys got to come downhill and get some big hits. It's going to be our primetime game here on ACC Network. Meanwhile, a top 25 battle, EMAC, between Louisville and Duke. And if you look at the ESPN analytics numbers, this is basically an elimination game for the ACC championship. It really is. And so what I'm interested to see is, can Duke run the ball effectively against this Louisville defense that has been lights out? These guys are super effective and really can get after the quarterback. They're going to have to throw it, though. That's a big question mark. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. Can Duke do that? And then also without Juar Jordan potentially for Louisville, who's going to step up? The Stars have to align for the cards. Some big injuries that we will be keeping an eye on that one. You mentioned Juar Jordan and, of course, the Duke quarterback Riley Leonard. We will have it all for you on ACC Network tomorrow. Looking forward to another great week nine of games, Jen. Thank you, Kelsey Riggs, and your security detail. We appreciate that, you guys. Let's go back out to Pete Thamel. What is the latest with Riley Leonard in this game tomorrow? Well, Riley Leonard came back on the early side of a timeline for a high ankle sprain. Three weeks after injuring that ankle against Notre Dame, he played Saturday night against Florida State. He re-aggravated that same right ankle on an illegal hit by Florida State's Braden Fisk as he was ripped down by his face mask. He hurt his ankle. He left the game. I was told this week Leonard wanted to come back in the game. He was not allowed to, and he's going to be a game-time decision at Louisville. Okay, so we're talking about that game against Florida State. Des, what would you learn about these teams, about Duke specifically, in that one? Love Duke's defense. That mm -hmm. defense is for real. And we knew going to the Florida State game that the defense will have to play well, but the offense will have to sustain drives. And we also knew that if Riley Leonard was not under center playing the quarterback position, there would probably be too many three and outs offensively. Their defense will wear out eventually. And that's exactly what took place in that game. And that's when Jordan Travis and the Florida State's offense took over in the fourth quarter. So that defense, though, man, they're, they're one of the best in the country, hands down, Steve. I'll, I'll just pat ourselves on the back. We called this game you last did. week. Yep. We yeah. absolutely called it to a yes, team. Sir. Duke wasn't going to be able to get first downs. The yep. defense was going to be on the field too long, and they couldn't hold up. 21 points given up yeah. in the fourth quarter to Florida State, and That's it was just difference. an onslaught. Yeah. They, 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 they were right there, and it's yeah. so close. The thing I worry about is if they brought Leonard back too quickly. Exactly. Is now exactly. he's set back, and he's not going to be able to play in this game. Right. Now you're right back to where you were two weeks ago. Yeah. So I think Louisville off a of bye. I love Jeff Brom as a play caller. Yeah. I think it's a tough spot. The line just moved to six, as you see on the screen. It's been four all week. So I don't know if there's other injuries going on there. But uh, I, Louisville, big spot. They were ready to play against Notre Dame. I expect them ready to play against Duke. Louisville got that win over ranked Notre Dame. They're looking for their second ranked win this season. The last time they did that, guys, 2006. The quarterback of that squad, Jeff Brom's yep. brother, Brian Brom. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us on College Football Live, guys. Have a great weekend of college football. We'll see you tomorrow morning.